This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello, and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled Marketing. Thanks for joining me today. Today's a little bit of a trip down memory lane. I've been doing this podcast since 2017 and so many great conversations over the years. Really, I have not skipped a week with this podcast. It's been a labor of love, that's that's for sure. And um, There's been some incredible conversations with people over the years. I want to share some of my favorite podcast episodes from the last 18 months since 2020. These are the conversations that I still think about. These are the people that I still hit up for their feedback and ideas and takes on things. So I think if you go back and listen to these episodes, it'll give you a really good foundation in some areas that are recurring themes in the e-commerce space and themes that I personally think we'll continue to see in 2022. And just on that note, actually, I did recently do a podcast episode on major challenges that brands will see in 2022. I recommend checking that out. But the themes that we have in this episode are definitely coherent with with those ones, the seven major challenges for omni-channel brands in 2022. All right, let's jump in. I've got four episodes I will recap with you today. The first one was from August 2020, and it's a conversation with Julie Liu, who was at the time the shopper marketing manager at Cliff Bar. She has since moved on into another brand role and a big fan of the show, so I'm I'm sure you're listening to this one, Julie. And this was really a great conversation. Julie's incredibly bright and has a unique background insofar as that she was leading shopper marketing, but also with a very, very strong focus on the e-commerce performance of that brand as well. And so this was a behind the scenes view into how Julie considers existing and emerging shopping platforms. And at the time, speaking with Julie about Instacart, Instacart was fairly new and she definitely helped to shape my thinking on that too answering the question of where should the customer buy? And as e-commerce professionals, we want to sort of push customers into different channels and certainly Julie's perspective to look at where where are people actually spending time and, and buying of their own accord. She shared some interesting criteria about how she considers new sales channels and she shared a rubric with us around, you know, what kind of attributes should be there for new shopping channels and retail media channels to consider. And also gave us a a peek into what her sort of ideal organization design is for the new e-commerce era. Like I said, she occupied both a shopper marketing role and digital role and had a unique perspective on that. So that was episode 149 from August 2020 called the Ideal CPG Organization Structure. 
Today's sponsor is Cinder. Cinder makes tax season feel like a Friday night because it helps Amazon businesses to close their books correctly, always have a P&L report and balance sheet and inventory tracking on hand. If you run your business on more than one sales channel, Cinder is perfect for you to have all of your revenue and expenses data in one ecosystem and set up KPIs that work for your business. You can start Cinder with 56% off with the coupon code EASYBOOKS by going to Cinder's website. That's cinder.me, S-Y-N-D-E-R.me slash braintrust. That's cinder.me slash braintrust. And again, use the coupon code EASYBOOKS to get a discount and also receive a actionable e-commerce checklist. Manage your data like a Thanos. My next top podcast episode of the last 18 months was one called What Retailers Think About Instacart and What That Means for Brands. And this was from March of this year, around the time that my co-author and I launched Instacart for CMOs, which was a book that we researched and released in earlier this year. So this was an, a conversation that I had with Karen Short, who's an equities analyst at Barclays Investment Bank, and her and her team had written a research report called Dissecting the Instacart Addiction, which was very instrumental in the background for Instacart for CMOs and provide a really unique view into how retailers think about Instacart. It's a pretty critical piece in the supply chain, those those retailers as it pertains to Instacart, because to have products listed on Instacart, they actually need to be distributed through retail partners. And so if, if you're a brand, having that retailer be engaged with the Instacart platform and syndicating correct inventory information, et cetera, that's a really, really critical piece. Understanding the challenges that retailers have with Instacart is actually a key component of your success on Instacart. This was a great, great insight into that because Karen has spent her whole career as an analyst looking at major retailers, particularly the grocers, and has a very keen insight into that. I'll leave you with a quotable quote from Karen. Right now, Instacart is acting sort of as an intermediary for these retailers' brands to finding really good return on investment for the Instacart retail media platform that's working really well. So yeah, Instacart occupies a a unique status for a lot of these retail partners and interesting to understand that a little bit more. Number four on my top podcast episodes of the last 18 months was a conversation that I had back in July with Mindy Fashaw, who is the COO of PackView. And we just had a really great discussion around retail media assessment criteria. And this is Mindy's core competency over over at PackView. And we talked about how there's no real specific framework for retail media measurement. It's going to vary so much depending on the company and the priorities of the company, whether that's profitability or revenue growth. Those are really distinguishing factors when looking at what your measurement criteria should be. 
and how you measure performance. She also spoke about zooming out a little bit and looking at other factors like staffing, budgeting, and really underpinning all of this, measuring actual business objectives, not just the metrics that are served up, not just the metrics that are served up by the ad platforms like ROAS and ACOS. So those are usually the most legible KPIs, but they're not necessarily the best measurements from a business standpoint. And number four, my retrospective here is actually kind of a little bit of a cheat, really. This is a four-part series that I did last year in, I believe it was around September, with Sri Rajagopalan. And we were talking about profitability in e-commerce. And you probably know Sri, he's got a big following on LinkedIn, has partnered up with Peter VS Bond to have their own podcast recently called The CPG Guys. Definitely recommend that you check that out. But before they started CPG Guys, I had Sri on the show to talk about profitability in e-commerce. And this is a great conversation to have with Sri because his professional background is as a senior leader at very large CPG brands like PepsiCo. So in the first episode, we talked about incentives and leading the e-commerce cause within a brand. And Tree took some time to explain the allocation of budgets between different teams at a large company, how the industry is shifting to a different point of view on search marketing and his point of view around the best organizations are going to be the ones that have a model where every salesperson understands marketing, empathizes with marketing, has a skill set in SEO, SEM. So we're asking a lot more of salespeople and marketers today, but it's the ones who are actually multi, who are skilled in all these different areas that are going to be successful. So that was the first episode of the series. The second episode of that series was called Profitability, the Elephant in the E-Commerce Room. And this was an exploration into how, particularly for large enterprise brands, the D2C opportunity is often one that's difficult to get profitable. The larger CPG brands are really not sort of built for this purpose. And so it's oftentimes more about building a one-on-one relationship with the consumer to understand what they want long-term. So this was an interesting one, particularly from the perspective of CPG brands. And then the last two episodes in this mini series, we talked about the omni-channel dilemma, where should I tell shoppers to buy? And finally, bringing, bringing it all together, what's next? So this was, particularly if you're a CPG brand, I, I definitely recommend checking out that series. That was episode 140 to 143 of this show. I hope you enjoyed this retrospective. Just wanted to give you a snippet of past episodes that you might enjoy going back and listening to. Obviously, there's hundreds of episodes of the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast now. So I just wanted to give you some suggestions of where to dip back into if you have not been following along all that time. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope to catch you next week.